Hello, Sandra Ray. Welcome to our <laughs> podcast on relationships. And I thought our audience would be interested in why it's important to have a good wardrobe. <laughs> That's funny. Well, because I noticed you have a good wardrobe, and over the years you've collected a good wardrobe for myself. Yes. Well, for one thing, it makes you feel good. You have to look good, smell good, and feel good. So mm -hmm. when you wear nice clothes, you feel good, and it's kind of an art form. Uh, I think people um, get an impression of you in a few seconds. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you look like a slob, then they don't get a good impression of you. Mm -hmm. you, you. You have to kind of care what people think about you, not in an ego way, but you have to care about people's experience of you, mm -hmm. especially if you're a public figure. Now, I always had the excuse because I was a public figure and I had to give talks, so therefore I had to look good. But nowadays, during the pandemic, we don't go out. Uh, but I still wear my nice clothes at home so that it's pleasing to you and to myself. And um, I'm glad I have these nice clothes to wear. I know, I mean, some people, you know, that we've worked with, their husbands have a complained that their wives are just wearing sweatpants all the time. And it's no fun for the husband to see that. Day in and day out, same old sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, because um, you do dress up every day, whether we have an event planned or not. And as you say, in this uh, time of the great sequester, we're we're not really going out into uh, public spaces and having live uh, in-person events. We're having things over Zoom, but you even dress up for those. <laughs> Um, but even when we're not having a, a personal meeting with someone on the internet, um, you still dress up. And you also put out nice clothes for me to wear. So, uh, I mean, I think w we have this uh, quality in our life where we do look the best we can all the time. And you know what's interesting is in the grocery store I still look good and uh, <laughs> I get so many compliments, not that I'm doing it to get the compliments, but I get so many compliments because people notice, you know, there's not too many people that are wearing jewelry, etc. going into the grocery store. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably the only one <laughs> in this neighborhood. <laughs> and uh, I've had people stop me on the streets saying, uh, oh, I've seen you around the neighborhood, you always look wonderful. And they seem to appreciate it. Yeah, I think it uh, uplifts people's uh, vibration, you know. It, it makes them feel good when you look good. Yeah, you know, once I took a course in California called the Presentation Salon, and uh, it was really interesting. Uh, we had to bring three outfits. One, what, what you would wear if you're applying for a job. Um, one what you would wear if you're going to go home to meet your boyfriend's parents. <laughs> and uh, I forgot what the other one was, maybe an evening outfit. And then we had to put these on, and then the group would vote on us and give us ratings and, and so on. And um, the teacher was very tough. I mean, he would tell people when they'd stand up there that they looked terrible, he would just... <laughs> critique them very strongly, you know. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, then he put us in different categories, like dramatic. Those those women are the dramatic ones. These are the conservative ones. And you know, then he got to me and he said, "Oh, Sandra Ray, you're in a category all by yourself." But do something with your hair, he said. And he was right. You know, my hair was long and it had no, no real design to it or shape because I had gone through this um, period where my hair was falling out after my divorce. So I was so happy to have it healed that I was letting it grow long, but I, I didn't have any style, you know. And he was right. I, I had a special category in my appearance, but my hair didn't, didn't really do anything for me. So that year I went to India and I shaved my head to surrender to Babaji. And so I wrote my teacher and I said, Dear sir, I did something with my hair. I shaved my head. Huh. <laughs> and I sent that to him. And what did he say to that? I can't remember. I, you know, I can't remember if he commented or not, but it was funny. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel really good I took that course because it made me conscious of, of how people dress and how, how they come across. And, um, yeah, the point I want to make is you have to care about people's experience of you, I think. Yeah. I think there's more uh, depth also to having a good wardrobe because I think for me it processed me on my money case because mm. uh, you know I used to uh, just shop at kind of lower end stores and like let's just say if I were going to buy a shirt um, I would want to spend between 25 and 50 dollars on a shirt not too much more than actually $30. So I would try to get, um, you know, clothes that didn't cost very much. But then when I got with you, sometimes you would buy me a shirt from Tommy Bahama or Robert Graham, or Robert Graham and the shirt would cost a couple hundred dollars or even $300. And I think at first that kind of plugged me in, but then I got used to it that um, not only the design, but the quality of the shirt, it, you can tell in the way they've put it together is so much nicer and so much more attention, attention went into making it that you, f you feel better when you're wearing something fine like mm, that. I know. So, um, yeah, that's another thing that, uh, buying nicer clothes uh, processes you on your prosperity consciousness. Sorry. Well, I don't um, buy designer clothes, at least. I mean, the designer clothes I are really expensive. You can get nice things that are not designer clothes, mm -hmm. that, um, you know, that look good. And um, I do like to buy some designer shirts for you, however. <laughs> yeah, so what I guess the point I'm making is that you shouldn't uh, sell yourself short and often when you buy a piece of clothing that's more expensive, it's a classic design and it never really goes out of style and because it's so well made, you may have it for years 
You know, like uh, you may have a piece of clothing that 10 years later looks just as good mm -hmm. as it did when you bought it because um, it's well made. Mm -hmm. So that's another reason to have a good wardrobe is that um, it's full of things that you like to wear and it's full of things that are well made so they last a long time. So maybe in the long run, you're not spending that much more money because you know, the things that you spend the extra on, you like them better and they stay in your wardrobe longer. Mm. So often I notice um, you kind of do a purge of your wardrobe. So what is it about these, like if you don't feel like wearing something anymore, you should give it away, I notice. Yeah, I give it to the Salvation Army. <laughs> yeah, or a friend. Often yeah, mm -hmm. you give a friend. I've given clothes to friends who they, uh, they say, when you get tired of that, I really want that outfit. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. So, so this is a way that you keep uh, your closet uh, from overfilling because I, I do notice that you you do replenish your wardrobe quite a lot um, <laughs> through internet shopping. Um, so uh, a way of keeping it from you know getting out of hand is the things that you're not wearing or you haven't worn in a very long time you give them away. Right. So is there kind of a rule of thumb like if you haven't worn something in three years or two years that you're probably not going to wear it much? No, it, it just doesn't feel right anymore. The vibration of the clothes doesn't feel good, you know, or it just, uh, yeah, it gets to the point where I don't like the feel of it, then I give it away. And But I've been good during the pandemic, I think. I'm not spending too much on clothes. and. Uh, one has to be reasonable, obviously. I mean, I'm not going to buy Ralph Lauren, which, you know, designer clothes are really, really expensive. So the point is you don't need to, to buy designer clothes to look good. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. It's color, and it's color, and um, when you try it on, you stand in front of the mirror, and if it doesn't turn you on, well, then you should give it away. <laughs> You know, mm. <laughs> that's my rule. Well, I do know, notice, you know, every day you lay my clothes out and we're kind of color coordinated. So there's some thing that you have about fashion where uh, you really enjoy it and it's kind of like one of your favorite things to do. Can you just comment on that? Yeah, well, I was a little girl. Um, my grandmother gave me her woodshed to have a playhouse and I could invite all my friends down. And then my mother had saved all her clothes from the Roaring Twenties for some reason. And so she gave them to me to play dress up so that I would invite my girlfriends down and we would all dress up in my mother's old clothes and heels and parade around town. And we had so much fun. So that's where it all started. Mm hmm. Well, so, and the other thing I noticed is that you do not dress casually ever. And even if you do wear a, like a pair of jeans, like they're special jeans with stars on them or, <laughs> you know, something that's unique. So Yeah, this um, guy stopped me on the street one day around here and he said, I have seen you never dress down. And I was wearing jeans that day with a, with a um, sharp sweatshirt with stars on it and it was quite a cool outfit, but it was jeans. I, I would have called that dressing down, but... 
Mm-hmm. He thought I was even dressing up when I had jeans on. So that yeah, was funny. so you dress up even when you dress down. <laughs> and the other thing I noticed is you never wear sneakers. And most of the shoes you have are, you know, leather-soled shoes or some finer shoes. And so even that you don't dress down. And I don't like the, the look of sneakers for some reason. I can't stand it. And let's end on this. Tell us how you dress when you travel. And why do you dress up when you travel? Oh, well, when, when we're traveling, we're usually teaching. And uh, I like to change outfits, you know, in different breaks so that people don't have to see me all day with the same outfit. So I, I've become kind of famous for that, but I, I would change clothes every break, and um, people enjoyed that. Well, I mean also when we travel and we're in an airport and we're on the plane, you often dress oh, up even for that. yeah, because you know, when you dress up in, in the airport, they treat you better. They really do. I think you, you'd admit that, right? Yeah. They treat you with more respect, and uh, I like being treated with respect in the airport because we spend... We had spent so much time in the airports over the last 10 years. Well, one thing I noticed is that, um, you know, people that travel first class uh, don't often dress up. And sometimes they're the sloppiest looking people on the plane. <laughs> Here we are. We, we always go coach class and you're dressed up so you're even looking better than the people who are in first class. Well, I think their theory is they want to be comfortable on the flight and I can understand that but you could look sharp and still look, be comfortable. I mean certainly you don't want to wear clothes that are uh, restraining you when you're flying but uh, I think a lot of people don't dress up in airports because they just want to be comfortable on the flight. But you know um, I like to study people in airports, and a lot of people, are, <laughs> their clothes don't match, or they're wearing this backpack, and they look like a wreck, but <laughs> I guess they don't care. They don't, they don't see it as important, mm. and I, I care about it. I see it as important, and I see it as fun and like art, you know, like you're an artist, but it's kind of artistic for me. So how can you advise people, like let's just say they have a lifestyle where they're very casual all the time and they would like to make a change, what would be the first thing you would, you would advise them to do? Uh, if they live with someone, they could get feedback from their partner or their roommates, that mm-hmm. would be one thing. And uh, there are courses you can take, um, you know, there are courses called Dressing for Success. If you don't have a good eye, you can take a course and actually learn to do it. It's called dressing for success. Well, I noticed that you do have a good eye, and even though you haven't had formal art training or anything like that, you you do have an eye for fine things and fine clothes, and um, you're able to put stuff together very well. So um, is it just something that's innate, or can you can you learn this sensibility? Uh, I think I learned it. I was raised with farmers, so people did not teach me anything like that when I grew up. Um, One year early in my marriage, we were stationed in Argentina, and there was a lot of wealthy oil people in the town. 
and I got to know the women and they had in their bathroom all these cosmetics and I, I was just blown away and then they'd fly to Paris and get a blouse and <laughs> I'd never seen a world like that so I just watched them and then studied them and uh, fortunately I was close enough to them to see how nice it was so I, I would say I, I trained, I, I had my training in this, I had the fun part when I was growing up, but I never had any official training in how to look good, except I, I was around those wealthy women for a whole year there. And they really could afford all these things and they showed me what fun it was and what, what beauty was. So that's basically when I started paying attention. Okay. So... Look good, smell good, and feel good with Sandra Ray. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs>